Welcome to IT for Whiskey, a podcast for new or existing managed service providers and your occasional whiskey connoisseur by experienced managed service providers. My name is Myron Herrera. My company is Cinetech Solutions. Uh, we are a MSP based out of Dallas. I'm also the CEO of Greenlink Networks, which is a voice over IP uh, channel only uh, based out of Dallas as well. Business started in 2004. Combined, we're about 30 employees. You know, the reason I, I wanted to do this podcast was because visiting a lot of these events, I, I realized that a lot of the MSPs that were starting up were struggling with some of the same things that I struggled when we started our business. Meeting Craig and Joe, we shared the same passion and a lot of the same issues that, that we experienced. So wanting to take that pain away from some of the new guys, they decided to go with this podcast. My name is Craig Hickman. I'm with ProBlue in Bloomington, Indiana. ProBlue is a managed service provider. We started in 2005. I started with, I think, a total of three employees, and now we've grown to 11. We're a small shop. We're located in South Central Indiana, servicing a little over 200 customers. This is a great opportunity for me to talk to other peers and learn what they have done and what they have not done well and avoid all those caveats. This is a learning experience for us and also hopefully helping others along the way. My name is Joe Ucia. I'm the CEO for Infinite IT. We're located out of Toronto, Canada. We're currently about a dozen employees. We're an MSP. We were originally founded in 1999. I truly believe in this podcast because I wish somebody was there to help me and, and teach me a lot of the mistakes that they made and share with me their mind share on, on how to overcome issues. So I was lucky enough to meet Craig and Myron a few years ago and many years in the working and here we are. So we hope that you really get a lot out of this podcast and learn the things that I wish somebody would have told me. Follow, like, and subscribe at IT4Whiskey.com. Now here's your hosts, Myron, Joe, and Craig. Hi, and welcome back to IT for Whiskey. I am joined today by my co-hosts, Myron and Craig, and my name is Joe Ucia. How's everyone doing today? We're doing much better now since your technology works. Yes, for sure. You know, I always say the, the real funny thing about our industry is that we struggle with technology and we're in the industry. How do our clients manage? Sometimes I can't figure that out. That's why we exist. Thank God that we exist. I'm going right into it because I just got the bottle and I'm already on my second serve. I am having a Aran malt. It's a single malt scotch whiskey of 14 year. Not bad. Yeah, it's a really, really good drink. It's not available everywhere, at least for me. I was able to find it and um, having a drink of that. I will say Iran makes some great quality products. I would agree. Their port sherry, port cask is fantastic. If you ever have an opportunity, yeah, that's what you got to be checking out. So today we're going to talk about a really, I think, important topic. Once you've hired a couple of employees, you got to keep them going and keep them motivated. Our last topic was how do you keep yourself motivated? Now let's talk about how you keep your employees motivated. And one of the things I always found that was critical to our business is the ability to give them positive feedback and to give them proper, timely reviews to help them and empower them and become more productive employees for the company. Recently, I introduced Craig here to our process. I, I did not invest. It. I took a couple of different processes and tweaked them, modified them, and brought them together. And why don't you tell, why don't you tell our guests what the process is like, Craig? We've, we've gone through some different reiterations over the years of, of reviewing our, our employees. And Joe was kind enough to share with me with one of the assets that he has. I think it was like an employee review, a peer review, and then a personal review. Yeah, I call it the 360. 
we took the uh, the concept and we converted it from a paper product and turned it into an actual online uh, review so that the employees could go online and actually do the review through their computer without having to do anything with pen and paper. And right now what we're doing is we're actually sent that out to everybody in the office. Not everybody's reviewing everybody. We kind of split it up some because some people don't interact with all the employees. And then uh, we're taking that information, consolidating it, and then we're going to have the individual reviews with each employee one-on-one to go over their their goals. So one of the things in the uh, 360 review was not just them talking and reviewing themselves, but what are going to be their goals coming up for the next year, I believe, and how are they going to accomplish those goals? I struggle with reviews on our end. Our reviews are terrible, really. And my issue is that I've always tried the, the whole thing with the goals and you guys are listening. My team's listening because you guys listen to the podcast. No one is really focusing on those goals. They only get maybe one of those things done and then the rest we just don't get it completed. Something I've been toying around for next year is to go into like either quarterly reviews or monthly reviews where they're just shorter and kind of adjusting how they're performing on a monthly basis. That makes total sense. The first step is to do the first review, though. So what we do is, as, as Craig says, it's a full 360 review. What I do now is I pick the two most influential people that interact with that person. It could be a supervisor, it could be somebody that works underneath them, beside them, whatever the case may be, whoever the two most influential people are in that person's circle, and I have them write the review. And the employee writes their own review, especially because the employees understand they've got this whole descriptor that explains what the process is like. And so when the employees are reviewing themselves, they get very humble and conservative because they know others are reviewing them as well. And that's where I think the biggest value is. Can I ask you a quick question? Two things. Do they know who's reviewing them? I do. And who picks those? I do. They're the two people that are closest to them, you know, but how do you know which ones are the closest to them? Because like in my office, I'm God, I know everything. (laughs) (laughs) So typically in larger organizations, I mean, we're a small business, you know, we're not hundreds of employees. It's really easy to pick. It's usually pick the person's manager and or their peer versus or or somebody that works underneath them. It's not that difficult to pick it. When you are talking about a larger organization, you may want to ask the person's manager. Just keep it really simple, though. That's the key. The more information you have, actually, in this scenario, the worse it is because the harder it is to get through it and the more time it'll take. Follow through and consistency is we have a monthly survey and they're random questions like, kind of things I want to know about you. you know, what was the favorite thing you did in the last month for a customer? You know, What was your favorite thing you did with your kids in the last month? So I asked silly off-the-beat questions only to keep in touch with my staff. And I, I do that through SurveyMonkey, usually three, four questions. It takes them 30 seconds to fill it out, maybe a minute. The latest one was we're updating profiles online and I asked everyone about that. So it's, it's, it's really simple. But back to the 360 process, if you Google... 360 review process. There's a lot of docs online about it. There's a lot of people who want to charge you a lot of money to be able to put the process together. But it actually is really, really simple. I'm sure you can find a lot of documents if you look for all 365 processes too. Oh, for sure. There's there's 365 is a Microsoft way, but what I'm talking about is 360 degrees around you, uh, yourself, and what the owners of the company think. And I'll tell you, I've been doing this process now for better part of 15 years and employees have consistently told me one thing. Wow. That was actually really informative because now I know what people think compared to what I think. That's a lot of one things. <laughs> they, they, they always say the same thing. They're really impressed to know what the difference is between what they think versus their peers. So what I do is I'll have the employees review 
that they submit to me a week prior to the actual review date. And I will take the peer reviews, be it their manager or equals or below them, as well as my review that I wrote before I read anyone else's. And I'll take those three, four reviews. I put them together in a single document. And then I put it side by side to the employee's self-review. And I'll say, look, and admittedly, as the manager, I choose what to include in the review based on the relevance to the business and the relevance to the the individual's career advancement. Because you always want something good to come out of this. It's amazing. One of our manager of operations now, she's uh, on the the path to be a a certified PMP. I believe it's a lot to do with this review process many years ago that she did, and she's about to be fully certified now, and we've kind of helped her through that process. But anyways, long story short, the reviews are critical to your business, no matter how big or small you think they are from an importance perspective, they really are. They're critical to the success of your team and they help define your culture, believe it or not. When we had a um, meeting, I think it was last week, that we brought up the fact that we were doing the reviews again for this year and everybody was very perceptive and wanted to do the reviews because employees want to be involved, provide feedback and feel like they're part of the group of this system that we've created, this company, they want this because, you know, they really don't have any input other than the fact that you come and talk to you once in a while and might give you some input and you kind of just like whatever. But um, I think it was important to do it. And then if you can do it routinely, you can build upon it because you can look at their past reviews and compare and see how if they've improved or they've gotten worse since the previous review. And even though everybody, you know, it's a small company, you, you still need to do it just to uh, show people that this is, this is a real company with people. Yeah, I get that. And I get that it needs to be done. And I'm one that, that tries to make it happen. Give me some of the areas that you actually review. Are you figuring out whether their attendance is good? What's in the review? And what, what are, what's in the goals also? So Joe's is actually pretty easy. It's not a lot of questions. So it talks about job knowledge, interpersonal skills, their customer service, their teamwork, their communication, understanding of entrepreneurship, problem solving. Can they self-management? Can they talk about, you know, what do you think of management, the leadership, and then the work-life balance that they deal with with their job? And then every one of them, you can leave, uh, you know, additional comments and uh, details of, of why you came up with that answer. So it's a scale. Yes, one to four. Keep it simple. Not a lot of leeway. Do you feel that people put their numbers a lot higher than what you really believe and you got to take them down a notch? If they're always put themselves consistently at the top, my issue with the cop answer is that that means there's no room for improvement. If you're the number one at all these options, then there's something wrong because nobody can be perfect on the review. It's not possible. Yeah, I agree. We have that issue every so often, mostly when it's their first review. I believe ours go up to like 10 and you'll see people giving themselves 10s, you know, and I'm like, really? I mean, you're perfect all the time. (laughs) Well, it's amazing when when they know that they have peers that are going to be compared to their review, how much more humble their answers are. I've never had anyone give a 10. Never. Our scale's at a five. Best case scenario, and this is if they know they're top notch, they'll give themselves a four. But typically, I see twos and threes. It's, it's remarkable. There's a measuring stick and it's a community type review by all their peers. It's not just their word against mine. It's now a team's word against theirs. How much more humble they get as an employee. Now, of course, when I reviewed myself, it was all tens. <laughs> <laughs> 
you're awesome. I, I'd give you an 11 if I could. I had you review me, Joe. You did give me 11. Right. But the point being is employees know their weaknesses and what they need is the guidance to become stronger. And the review process is literally the only way to do it. So I've tried many things over the years. You know, I've tried doing weekly sit downs to chat with them. Who has time for that? Tried monthlies. Who has time for that? Because you're, you're trying to deal with the business and you're trying to deal with keeping the lights on. So it's really hard to spend the cycles. This annual 360 review with the little quarterly sync up, if you will, best way to do it. And what we do with our 360 review, by the way, when it comes time to actually facilitating the review that you're going to sit down with the employee, we leave the office. We go somewhere for lunch. You need to be removed from the office so it's a little less formal, somewhere that's a little less stressful, like, I don't know, Boston pizza, whatever the case may be, and be in a more social environment. And I find the message goes so much further. Before we move on, actually, uh, before we started today, I had a little bit of Blanton's Gold. Uh, It's one of my favorite bourbons that you can acquire in the Caribbean. The island of St. Martin is a great place on the Dutch side. There's a whiskey shop there that carries pretty much all the whiskeys you can't get in the United States, all the bourbons. But now I'm having some uh, Rowan's Creek Kentucky bourbon whiskey. It is uh, one of the ones that I have every once in a while that I'm, if I'm not drinking with friends, which I am virtually. Do you have a bottle there? Let me see it. The Rowan's Creek. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You sent me a, you sent me a picture of that recently. With the reviews, I'm about to go through the whole process with everybody. I actually had all the managers and supervisors send it out to everyone and kind of go through the process. Do you have any issues getting the rest of the team to also engage and get it done? Not at all, actually. I found that they were really eager to help. Matter of fact, uh, most of the reviews came in three, four, five days before they were due. Wow. Okay. That's a pretty big job. I think uh, we, when we sent out the review request, everybody finished it in the first uh, two days. Everybody's excited to do it the first time around. It's been a little while. All right, you guys, my team that listens to the podcast, get your reviews done. <laughs> Complete the reviews before it leaks out. Yeah, for sure. Joe. Since you're having all these technical issues, by the way, we're having technical issues with Joe. What are you drinking? Are you back to the maple water again? You know, that looks like maybe Jefferson's Ocean that you were probably... Today, I'm actually having some Elijah Craig. I like Elijah Craig. As you guys both know, prior to us doing these podcasts and prior to becoming friends with uh, with you, Craig, I'm not going to say I was the biggest bourbon fan in the world because it really wasn't. I was never a big fan of bourbons. But you know what? Uh, I learned that like similar to how scotches are, there's a lot of people that don't like scotch and it's because they... They haven't been introduced to it properly and they don't have the understanding that, you know, a $30 bourbon is probably not going to be very good. $30 bourbon is just fine. Maybe not in Toronto, but up here. No, not not up here. That's for sure. Anything, there's this like marker now, anything under $95 Canadian in Ontario, it's acetone. So I will say this Elijah Craig is really good. Does have Craig in the name. Really impressed. I, I really, it's not because it has your name in it, buddy. It's, I don't know who Elijah is though. Yeah, I don't know Elijah either, but I like Craig. By the way, it's 29 bucks here and Elijah is supposed to be the father of bourbon. Yeah. It says it right on the bottle. Really? You know what? I did not know that, but uh, it is a great drink. So it seems deja vu. <laughs> we keep coming back to this bottle because I think we like it. I, I do. I, I will say I really do like it. Do you remember when we were in uh, when we were in San Antonio at the JW? They charged me 40 bucks for a drink of Elijah. The bottle's only 30 bucks. Yeah. Are you kidding? Luckily, I had one in the room. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. The prices for bourbon or whiskey at the uh, the bar was extremely high. 
in comparison. Yeah, it, it was it was bad. I never had to pay for a drink. I slept at the pool that day. I remember the first day at the pool. I think I went a little crazy. Oh, yeah. I think we all went crazy. By the way, anybody going to ASCII? Seattle ASCII. It's in October. The ASCII Cup, it's their last event. They go pretty big on it. They do some cool stuff. It's the first time in Seattle. So anybody that's a, that's a listener and needs an invite, Greenlink can sponsor. They ASCII will pay for the hotel and whatnot if you're not an ASCII member. And if you don't know what ASCII is, ASCII is a great organization, just like we talked about the channel company. It's another great organization to go and meet people and meet uh, vendors and things like that. So um, I'll be in Seattle in October. We should do a full review on ASCII as we've done with the channel code. They, they're a great organization for you. Oh, for sure. So yeah, so reviews, I'm... I'm you know, I'll report back in a, in a couple of months. I'll report back. So I'm going to put it to you this way. If anybody wants to see what my reviews are like, send me an email, go to our website, itforwhiskey.com. My contact info is there. Send me an email. Be happy to share with you what I do with my employees and have been doing for the last, you know, 10, 20 years. It's a refined process, you know, the PDFs, the Word documents, et cetera. Or you can contact Craig and I'll send it to you in a Google form. <laughs> And it'll be already in the U.S. format. <laughs> I was going to charge for Google Docs. I was going to give the PDFs for free. I'm kidding. But yeah, if, if anybody wants to know what the process is like and how uh, how we've done it, reach out. Ask. I'm going to have to coach Myron here for a bit. We'll do a follow-up episode in, in a two, three months from now. And let's see how well uh, it went for Myron. And let we'll hear back from Craig to see how well it worked for his organization. Yeah, we should have our results here soon. Actually, I have a great idea. So uh, why don't we put together a blog post about the experience on the review? We have the ability. We post it up on the site. Yeah, sounds great. We have the technology. We are the matrix. Wiki, 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 wiki. <laughs> all right, all. Uh, this That's it for this episode. Please subscribe, like, share, tell everybody you know. Thank you for listening, guys. I appreciate you guys taking the time today. I appreciate it, guys. It was good to talk. Thanks, everyone. I hope you guys are listening soon. Kev, take it away. That's all for this episode of IT for Whiskey, a podcast by MSPs to help MSPs. Don't forget to spread the word, like, and subscribe at it4whiskey.com. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, guys. It's Wiki Wiki. My bottle doesn't squeak anymore. I am the destroyer. You could have stopped recording a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs>